So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Svechnikov shot around, just took a kick into a Trocek, wraps around, and he scores, but they're seeing the net was knocked off the pegs, but Trocek thinks he scored. Through center ice, Trocek with a great move around Schneider. Backhand pass, one-timer for Svechnikov, but he fans on it. Hit the heel of his stick. Now the Rangers coming the other way. Lafreniere with a move, waiting, holding, and D'Angelo and Slavin make sure he doesn't get a shot off. And now the Canes counter. It's Svechnikov through the middle of the ice, leaving it for Natchez. Natchez shot right on Chesterkin, makes the save. Hedl will swipe that one 20 away. seconds left here, and the penalty to Andre Svechnikov. Now Trubel loses the handle, and the Canes can get a two-on-one if they hurry. Trocek with Stahl. Stahl trying to find it back to Trocek. He scores! Short-handed! Carolina! Vincent Trocek on the board! And it's one nothing Hurricanes! And now the Rangers with some room as Schneider steps in on Ronta with a huge save on that clapper. And the rebound comes out to center ice. As Carolina has stopped the Rangers on their first power play attempt. And a short angle for Trocek. And the Rangers will answer as Panarin goes cross ice. And Zabanajad lasers one past Ronta. We're tied at Back one. Top. It's D'Angelo to Jarvis. Jarvis all the way across. They'll score. is injured on the ice. Rangers are moving the puck around. Jarvis still on the ice. Now this shot's chopped into Ronta and he will hang on. But Jarvis is bleeding on the ice in the slot in front of Auntie Ronta. It's Truba into the Kane zone. He'll send one across and Ronta gets a pad to it as Kreider was barreling down the lane and then the Rangers trying to get the puck back to Truba. He wasn't there and it'll come all the way back on Shesterkin. Settles down a bouncing puck and he'll score! A breakaway for Shesterkin and a backbreaker from the Canes. They go up 3-1. 20 seconds left here at PNC Arena. Niederreiter putting on some pressure. The Rangers through the neutral zone. We'll roll this in the Canes end. Ronta gets to it. He'll leave it. Canes looking to clear. It bounces the Trocek. Four seconds left. Three seconds. Did the Canes get this one in the bank? The Caniacs deposited there. A 3-1 victory here tonight for Carolina in game five. And they'll take a 3-2 series lead up to Manhattan in Madison Square Garden on Saturday night.
And the Canes are just the third team to win their first seven home games and allow two or fewer goals in all seven, joining the 1965 Canadiens and the 09 Devils. Pretty good company to be in. A huge win for the Carolina Hurricanes. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Home ice. Another win. Let's change the narrative, shall we? Should we change the talking points? We change them from... The Hurricanes can't win on the road. We change it to the Hurricanes can't lose at home. You see, both of those things are absurd. The Hurricanes can win on the road, and the Hurricanes can lose at home. Neither has happened yet. I'm sure at some point they will. That's hockey, baby. We saw my friend John Forslund tonight, PNC Arena, doing national radio. Uh, All right, we got a lot of things to do. Hurricanes win it 3-1, game 5, 3-2 series lead, headed back to the Garden for game 6 on Saturday. My understanding is that the game will be 7 o'clock if Calgary beats Edmonton tonight, and they are headed into overtime as we sit down to record this. And if it doesn't go, if Edmonton wins this series, I believe the Hurricanes will play an 8 o'clock game at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. But I really don't know. None of that is official. ESPN, I think they uh, accidentally put out a 7 o'clock start, but I think that might have been when Calgary had a 2 nothing lead. That was a wild second period. I think seven goals scored in the second period of that one. Anyway, we're going to get to this one. We're not going to talk about Edmonton, Calgary, uh, unless you really want us to, and you'll have to let me know uh, while I'm recording this, and I know you can't, so we won't. This was a great defensive hockey game for Carolina. Utterly suffocating and dominant, controlled the neutral zone, controlled... Gosh, the Rangers had a hard time getting the puck out of the neutral zone. Carolina still was a little messy with the puck. It was not the cleanest game they have played. Uh, I've got them for 15 giveaways on the night. But uh, they did enough good work in their own end, and when they needed him, Monte Ranta was excellent. Uh, Gave up the one power play goal. Gave up the goal that was disallowed. And I was a little nervous. My feeling was that, did Brett Pesci give the puck away? Did he put the puck back in the zone? Or did it just drift as he was kind of stick-checked off the puck? And I guess they determined that it was the latter. So um, you couldn't be still be in the zone. And Andrew Kopp had not cleared the zone before the puck was brought in. Uh, Ryan Strom ends up with the goal, and it was waved off. Uh, And that was unfortunate because, really, for the better part of this game, the Hurricanes controlled the play pretty significantly. Um, They still gave up some chances. Antti Ranta still had to be really good again tonight, and he was. Um, But for the most part, the Hurricanes... One at center ice. 
They won down the middle. They won along the boards. They won in the corners. Uh, They did ultimately a very good job shutting the Rangers down. A lot of that has to do with Jordan Stahl. His line was spectacular, so much that I went sus, 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 spectacular. Uh, I thought Vincent Trocek played his best game of the playoffs. He was dynamite in the faceoff circle, dynamite all over the place. And uh, Carolina still got great performances from Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. And I thought Tony D'Angelo was good. I thought Carolina was just really good tonight throughout. Uh, The only person I'm uh, really mad at is Ian Cole. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And I love Ian Cole. Ian's one of my favorite players. uh, But I'm mad at Ian Cole. we got some things to do. Let's tell you first that we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it. Find us at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You might not find us, but you'll find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. From roofing to siding to windows to entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, got it all. Go online for a free no obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. All right. A couple of things are going to happen tonight. Uh, We're going to try to go through some of the, you know, the bright spots of the game. And there were a lot of them for Carolina. Um, they played very well tonight. We're going to uh, listen to Vincent Trocek and Andrei Svechnikov. I had conversations with both after the game, so we'll take a listen to those. And we will also meet Talia Goodman, who is actually right now just graduated high school, lives in Boston, headed to the University of Indiana, but writes for Kane's Country. She's uh, she's part of their writing staff. She did not write the game tonight, but she was at PNC Arena for Game 5. And we caught up after the game, chatted about the game a little bit, and that's all very good. So we'll do all of that uh, in maybe the span of about 45 minutes. Do you think we can get it all in? Let's give it a, let's give it a whirl, shall we? So let's do it. All right. Uh, again, I thought Carolina was outstanding defensively, one of their best defensive games of the playoffs, maybe their best defensive game of the playoffs. I really thought Carolina put on a defensive clinic in game two of this series, uh, but I think this one was even a little bit better. Uh, the Rangers were held to just 15 shots until they pulled the goaltender. I think they got two with the goalie out. Carolina was just really, really good with sticks and bodies. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, I think, had, what, five blocked yeah, five blocked shots tonight, Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Carolina got in the way of a bunch of shots on goal. I believe they blocked 20. Uh, that's uh, that's a lot. Rangers also blocked 20. Gosh, and a lot of ice bags being passed out. Uh, but great defensive game for Carolina, and that really starts with the Jordan stall line. Uh, what they did to limit... Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Frank Vetrano, and then they put Philip Heedle on that line. But what they did to to that trio, uh, Kreider had no shots on goal. He had one great chance, but no shots on goal. He just didn't get it. I thought Ante Ranta might have saved it, but it was not a save. It's actually one of the highlights you heard. It was a Jacob Truba pass across to the back door, and Kreider was right there, but I guess it didn't get on net. No shots for Kreider. Two shots for Zabanajad, one of those coming on the power play, and no shots for Frank Vitrano. That's the big line. That's what Jordan Stahl's line does. It erases the people you need to produce. 
That's what Jordan Stahl's line generally does. Obviously, easier to do at home because you uh, you have last change and you can control the matchups more. Although, on the fly, it's hard to. But Rod does a pretty good job with that. And uh, Stahl's line just essentially eliminated Zibanejad's line. I uh, thought Ajo's line was also very good defensively. Artemi Panarin uh, was not dangerous at all. I think Panarin had uh, no shots on goal. Uh, Ryan Strom was probably the best player on that line. He had four shots on goal. Strom played a good game. Uh, and whoever whoever else joined them, uh, it was just a low event type of a line. I thought the Ajo line was more dangerous. Seth Jarvis, who has been one of Carolina's best players, was excellent tonight, even though we did have to leave the ice for repairs in the second period. You heard the clip where uh, it was Strom's stick that on the follow-through of a shot or a pass, actually, I think it was more of a pass than a shot, uh, he just caught Jarvis in the mouth. Jarvis was down, so it can't be high sticking. It was low sticking. The stick was only a couple of feet off the ice, if that. Uh, But Jarvis caught the stick in the mouth, and he had to leave. He was down. Uh, He was bleeding on the ice. He had to leave and uh, go get repairs. Uh, They said after the game he was a little bit banged up, obviously, but he came back to play. (laughs) So he's a hockey player, right? Uh, So hopefully he'll be okay. It'll be good to go for game six in New York, although he was good enough to finish game five uh, with all of that. Carolina was so good down the middle. The faceoff numbers don't look as gaudy. Jordan Stahl lost his faceoff battle, as did Sebastian Ajo. Um, it was actually a rare off night for Jordan in the, in, the, uh, in the circle. He was only six of 17 in the faceoff circle. That is highly unusual. Uh, but Vincent Trocek made up for it. Trocek was tremendous on the dot. Uh, Aho, I think, was one under 500. Uh, but for the most part, Carolina defensively down the middle wasn't just about faceoffs. Carolina defensively down the middle was just absolutely awesome. The Aho line has to handle the Panarin Strom line. The Stall line handles the Zabanajad line. And then you just hope you win your matchups the rest of the way. Carolina, I guess, did. Uh, They scored a goal shorthanded. They scored a goal on the power play. What? Yes, they scored a goal on the power play. And they scored a goal at even strength. It was, we'll go through those goals in just a second. A couple of, just kind of run through some things. Uh, Vincent Trocek had a great chance early on with a wrap. uh, And he thought he got it around inside the post. uh, And everybody else did. Mike Maniscalco did. Uh, but when you saw the replay, the puck, great play by Keandre Miller, by the way. Absolutely great play by Keandre Miller. And it was the second great play in, the, in about a minute span. Um, not only, Like about a minute earlier, Slavin had a great pass to Svechnikov on the back door that Miller got his stick to just in the nick of time to foil the scoring opportunity. Unless Svechnikov misses short side wide, it's an easy goal. So great play by Miller. Uh, then about a minute later, uh, Trocek is is going to try and uh, beat Shesterkin with a wraparound chance going from right to left around the side of the goal. Uh, but Miller got his body to it and kept the puck from getting around. And even though he knocked the pit, the, uh, the goal off its pegs, 
uh, you could tell that the puck had never gotten around the post because of Miller. So uh, they reviewed it, but and actually they didn't even review it. They didn't have to review it because it was clearly no goal. Um, and then we went through a wild stretch. We had uh, chances on both ends, and then all of a sudden, here come the Rangers three-on-one, and Jacob Slavin, who is, you know, Jacob Slavin for a reason, from his belly foils the three-on-one. But then at the other end, Andrei Svechnikov gets whistled for a boarding penalty. They they called it. They initially called it boarding. Then they called it interference. I don't care what it was. He, he goes to the box, and Carolina's penalty kill was absolutely outstanding on uh, the first Ranger power play. I mean, just outstanding. The Rangers really didn't do much at all. They didn't set up. They were scrambling to control the puck. Carolina got it out a few times. And then Jacob Truba, uh, late in the power play, is trying to bring it through, uh, and it uh, doesn't go well. 20 seconds left here, and the penalty to Andre Svechnikov. Now Trubel loses the handle, and the Canes can get a two-on-one if they hurry. Trocek with Stahl. Stahl trying to find it back to Trocek. He scores! Short-handed! Carolina! Vincent Trocek on the board! And it's one nothing Hurricanes! I can't tell you how good the pass was from Jordan Stahl to Vincent Trocek. Uh, first of all, I'm not saying it was an unforced error. There was pressure there from Stahl, uh, who might have uh, caused the turnover from Truba, but it was a little bit lazy puck handling from Jacob Truba. Um, Trocek skates the puck out. He gets it across to Stahl. Stahl sauces it over, I believe it was over Miller, who really played an outstanding game. That kid is dynamite. Uh, Rangers are pr- set up pretty good on the back end for a long time, aren't they, with Mil- Miller and... Uh, Fox and Lindgren's a good player. I think Schneider has the potential to be a good player too. The Rangers, uh, bright future for them. Uh, plus they've got the veteran Truba. Uh, so, uh, good for them. Didn't work tonight, but, uh, so Miller makes a really, I mean, good play stall with a better pass. And then a great finish by Trocek who didn't have to do much other than just make sure it got over the pad of Shesterkin and it's one, nothing Carolina. Then, not that long uh, after that, Ian Cole did the dumbest thing I have seen in a in four years of uh, this iteration of Hurricanes hockey. And you know me, I am an Ian Cole apologist. I love Ian Cole. But this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Cole's got the puck along the right wall. Jacob Truba lines him up and is going to finish him into the Ranger bench, except that Cole ducks it. He escapes harm. He gets rid of the puck. Truba goes tumbling towards his, you know, basically into the bench. And then as he's coming out, Cole cross-checks him. Did Truba embellish and go down easy as though he were made of paper? Yes, he did. He should have been called for embellishment. But you know what? Ian Cole, he missed you. Don't retaliate. When they don't hit you, it was so frustrating because Carolina was so the better team. You're ahead one nothing. You have the shorthanded goal. You're controlling the play. And then you give away the power play. Six seconds in, you heard the goal. Zabanajad, it's basically right off the faceoff. 
and it's 1-1. So you can't even feel great about the period because it's 1-1, and you were better, and you scored the shorthanded goal. Ooh, it's frustrating. All right, moving on. Carolina gets off to a good start in the second period again. And then you have the play. Brett Pesci's got the puck just outside the blue line. He is pressured. He gives up the puck. It comes back into the zone. Eventually comes to Ryan Strom, who spins around and slides one through uh, Ante Ranta for a 2-1 lead. And you're thinking, man, this sucks. Canes have been good. Ugly turnover at the blue line. Ends up behind your goalie. Wasn't a great goal. Bad turnover. Not a good goal to allow. And you're thinking all sorts of things. And then, coach's challenge for offside. And Andrew Kopp hadn't gotten out of the zone. He hadn't touched up before the puck re-entered the zone. And here was my first thought. My first thought was, huh, did Pesci bring the puck back in? Or did it just come back in of its own volition, if you will? And the answer was, it came back in on its own. If Pesci brings it in, there's no offside. And by the way, Edmonton has just finished Calgary in overtime. So I believe the Hurricanes are going to be at 8 o'clock. We'll find out. I'll keep an eye on ESPN. So the, the play ultimately gets overturned. The goal is wiped off. And Carolina, who was better at that point, maybe exhales a little bit. Phew, we're not down. It's a 1-1 game. Canes get a power play not that long after that. Frank Vetrano off for solicitation. And don't you know the power play looks spiffy. Downright spiffy. D'Angelo gets it to Jarvis. Diagonal pass to Teravinen. Sharp angle shot. Uh, below the face-off circle to the left of Igor Shesterkin. He roofs it basically uh, over the blocker side, shoulder and in, and it's 2-1 Carolina. Absolutely tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Now to somebody who I thought was one of the three best players in the game, Seth Jarvis. Uh, first of all, we all know he took a stick to the face. Uh, I was hoping that he didn't lose any teeth, but as I joked with uh, Vincent Trocek, you'll hear, they were they would have probably been baby teeth. Anyway, uh, Jarvis, I think, played a great game of both ends. Uh, there was a sequence where Jarvis had uh, a great defensive play, started uh, from in front of his own net, and uh, ultimately gave uh, Ajo a great pass in the slot from behind the goal, and Ajo rang it off the pipe. Uh, but not too long after that, he also took that stick in the face, and he was down. <laughs> and you're thinking, man, that kid, they can't lose that kid. He's been too good, and he has been. He's arguably been Carolina's best forward, not named Jordan Stahl, in this series. Uh, but ultimately, he came. He comes back. Uh, he plays 16 minutes tonight, but I thought he was absolutely dynamite. Carolina did miss a couple of chances to score in the second period. They had a three-on-one after an Ajo steal. Uh, Svechnikov's pass back to Ajo in the middle was intercepted, so they get no shot on goal at all out of a three-on-one. Got to get a shot there. A minute later, 
Max Domi comes in on the left side. It's actually kind of a two-on-O because Carolina had two players out in front of the defense, but it really was barely, they were just barely in front. Um, and Domi, through traffic, tries to thread a pass to a third player backside, but my gosh, just put the pucks on net, people. Let's start taking advantage of these chances, at least giving yourself an opportunity at a rebound. And that's what Carolina should be doing, and maybe they'll get back to that. Uh, but ultimately, I uh, didn't get anything out of it, and you end the second period 2-1, two, 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 and you go to the third, and you go, man, we are so much better tonight than the Rangers, but it's a one-shot hockey game. And when you're in a one-shot hockey game, you just never feel easy. You just never feel easy. Carolina got a second power play. Finally, they get a second one in the third period. Uh, it looks good. They don't score, but it looked good again. Carolina one for two on the power play. And it looked great. Rangers one for two on the power play. They scored on the second one six seconds in. The first one, Carolina's penalty kill was dynamite. Carolina still got to get a little bit more out of the chances. Ante Ranta had to make a couple of big saves in the third period. I didn't. I wasn't sure if he got the pad to Chris Kreider or not. Maybe he did, but I don't know that it was uh, going to be on net. Uh, so because Kreider was not credited for, with a shot on goal for the game, um, and then he makes a really nice save on um, Lafreniere in front. A really good save. Lafreniere came in basically all alone. And uh, Ranta got the glove to it, I think, and or the arm and uh, deflected it over the net, kept the score 2-1. And then Andrei Svechnikov made it all happen. Now Svechnikov settles down a bouncing puck. And he'll score! A breakaway for Svechnikov and a backbreaker from the Kings. They go up 3-1. This all started behind the Hurricanes net. Brett Pesci collecting, collects a puck, puck, and he's getting it out. Uh, Natchez deflects it. It gets to center ice, and Svechnikov wins the battle with Adam Fox. Uh, and then that speed of Svechnikov took over, which was great. And maybe we can all learn something going forward about shootouts. Don't lollygag. Because Svechnikov, at a high rate of speed, even straight on, is difficult. Uh, And he got Shesterkin to open up. And he elevated the puck over Shesterkin's stick, which basically had the the ice covered. It went over the stick, between the pads, and into the netting. 3-1 Carolina. So, a lot of good things there. Svechnikov scoring is a good thing. Uh, eight of his last nine games, he had nothing on the score sheet. Vincent Trocek uh, snaps a six-game scoring drought. Not just goals, assists. He had nothing in six games, and Trocek gets the goal. So, uh, that was cool. Carolina scores their first power play goal in the series. Uh, they are now uh, one for 11 on the power play. The Rangers are three out of 13. Ante Ranta, 16 saves, 17 shots against. Here's Ranta in the postseason. 931 save percentage. And going into tonight, I'm not sure this went up very much at all, but going into tonight, 4.4 goals saved above average. In other words, average goaltender, 4.5 goals more get in. Ante Ranta, way above average. Um, 
Igor Shesterkin uh, for the playoffs, 9.23 save percentage and 4.1 goals saved above average. Look, I understand that Shesterkin is arguably the second best goaltender in the NHL. We all understand that Andre Vasilevsky is the best. I get that Shesterkin is great. I get he's going to win the Vesna. I get he's a an MVP candidate, albeit I just watched the MVP score the game-winning goal for the Edmonton Oilers, and his name is Connor McDavid. But Antti Ranta has been spectacular in the playoffs, and we have to stop allowing people to say, hey, when's Freddie coming back? When's Freddie coming back? If you think that Freddie Anderson is a better option in goal than this guy right now, Please, check yourself. Freddie Anderson ain't better than what we're watching from Monty Ranta. He just isn't. That's not a knock on Freddie. Ranta's got a 931 save percentage in the playoffs. Come on. The Hurricanes cannot get better goaltending than they're getting. Can't. Can't. Ranta plays until Ranta can't. End of discussion. He was so good. I mean, he he didn't have to be great tonight, although he was good when he was needed. He was so good, I'm no longer mad at Ian Cole. All right, quick setup here before I bring in Talia Goodman. High school graduate, lives in Boston, heading to the University of Indiana in the fall. Fell in love with the Canes four years ago. Has started writing for Canes Country. Wasn't writing tonight, but in the building for Game 5, her second playoff game of this postseason. She was down here for, was it Game 5 of the, whatever, either Game 2 or Game 5. We might have talked about it during our our little conversation after the game. So, she's in the building. I thought, hey, let's catch up on the podcast. So, guess what we did? Contributing writer for Kane's Country and the first time you've been on this podcast, Talia Goodman. How you doing? You uh, you took in Game Five. You're not even from here. I'm not. And a contributing writer for Kane's Country. Uh, so all right, look. Uh, as I do with everybody who comes on, let's broad brush it. Thoughts on Game Number Five? Wow, was it entertaining? I was expecting a win just because of how this series and the last series had gone with the home away thing that everyone's talking about, but. This was an exciting game to watch, not only because of the the level of intensity going on with the Hurricanes, but we had good special teams play, which has mm. been rare to find recently. So <laughs> was was good to see, and and we had um, a no goal call because of offsides, mm-hmm. a little drama going on. This game had a little bit of everything, especially for Canes fans. It did, no, no question about it. Second shorthanded goal yes. of the series. More important than the shorthanded goal was just how good the penalty kill was right. that first time. That's To me, that's what stood out. The shorthanded goal, I mean, it's not gravy. It's more than gravy. It's icing, I guess. Yep. Uh, but just the fact that the penalty kill looked better. I think people forget that the Hurricanes, it's not like the Hurricanes had given up five power yeah. play goals to the Rangers. It was just two, Yeah. right? But the, well, the Rangers have a pretty good power play as they, uh, as they got one. Um, who stood out to you tonight? It was Svechnikov for me just because he has not been getting on the board as much as right. fans would like to see recently. And so that was a big goal for him. It was a big momentum pusher. Um, and I think he needed it. I mm-hmm. think he needed that that confidence to go up. Obviously, he has been 
exploring his physicality a lot more this year. <laughs> that is how I will put it nicely. But, wow. Um, no, it's been fun to watch him. He contributes in a lot of different ways. He's a great playmaker too. But yeah. uh, seeing him score was good not only for him, but was good for the team as the series will continue. Yeah, I, there are certain guys who I believe the goals don't just help him. Mm. I think, I mean, I talked to Trocek and people will hear that interview in a little bit. Uh, and I talked to Vinny after the game, and I asked him if it mattered a little bit more because it was Svechnikov, and he sort of said yeah, <laughs> but Vinny uh, Vinny keeps everything kind of uh, kind of close, uh, kind of close to his uh, chest in there. Um, Seth Jarvis, who I know, um, I know you, uh, I, almost, I almost said something I don't want to say. Uh, <laughs> Seth Jarvis nearly got his teeth rearranged. Looks like he's going to be okay, but yes. he's been awesome. Came back in the game and still made good plays. And Brenda Moore talked about how impressed he is with this kid. And he's been talking about it all year, how as the season continues on and on, he just becomes more impressed with what he's been doing. I think even after last game, he was like, a 20-year-old is our best player during this series. And it, it's crazy to see, but it's even crazier when you hear, like he's the youngest player mm -hmm. left in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. Uh, I thought it was the... What was bad about the fact that he got hurt was he had made maybe two or three really good plays in yes. a row and contributed to a pass to Aho, mm -hmm. uh, who hit both posts today. <laughs> I don't think it was a crossbar. It might have been a crossbar. I only saw the overhead view, and we're on the fifth floor. Uh, but that pass from Jarvis below the goal, out in the slot. Uh, but he also started the whole play with a great defensive stick yes. uh, in, uh, in their zone. Uh, thoughts on Auntie Ranta? Through, uh, I guess, what are we now? Twelve playoff games. We did. We nobody saw this coming. Man, I am so impressed. I was worried for a little bit when Kachukov had to come in that that he'd have to come in more. It would be kind of a, a splitting the time sort of thing. But Ronta has been phenomenal, and and we've heard rumblings about Freddie Anderson possibly returning. But <laughs> I, d I don't think that's going to end up happening because if Ronta keeps playing like he is, why why try anything else? Yeah, that's. That's the point, and uh, Rod won't. I think Rod is not letting them practice, mm. so he won't have to make that decision. <laughs> so Freddie won't practice because Rod's been saying until Freddie gets on the ice in a practice, right. he's he he he's not playing. Mm. He sort of practiced the other day, about twenty minutes before, twenty minutes mm. during, and then got off the ice. Um, but like at the beginning of the playoffs, people were like, "Hurricanes can't beat right. Boston without." Freddie Anderson, I'm like, you guys have not really watched the Hurricanes exactly. very much this year. Ronta's been good. I did think we would see Freddie by now, but not the way Ronta's playing. I know. No, he has been so impressive. You're right. No one saw this coming, and, and neither did I, honestly. Like, if you watch during the season, he's been great, but Freddie was that primary goaltender, and so it, it was more of fans overreacting, saying, we need Freddie. And goaltending is one of the most important aspects of – the game of hockey and mm -hmm. and he's proven that he can he can hold up to that standard and he has made it one of the most important aspects of this series they would not have they wouldn't have won the last one without him no there's no question you know it's funny uh even though carolina was so good in games one and two against boston mm. it could have gone the other way ronta was excellent in the first right. 10 minutes of both of those games uh he didn't have a lot of work tonight but at 2-1 he stopped uh mm -hmm. lafreniere in tight uh, he made a. I don't know if he made the pad save on the Truba pass across to uh, Kreider, 
but he got over. I mean, right. it might have been outside of the goal. I, I, didn't, I did not see a replay. Uh, did you see it from where you were sitting? I did not. It was, uh, first of all, the pass from Truba. And I don't like to praise Jacob Truba because <laughs> I think he's a, Don't do it. He's a cad. <laughs> um, but the pass across was awesome. Right. I mean, and to see Kreider and to have Kreider stick right there. Uh, but Ranta got across. So uh, if, even if the shot was on net, and I don't know if it was or wasn't, uh, Ranta, was, uh, Ranta was there. He's getting it done. That's, that's <laughs> what he's doing. He, he, he is. Um, Jordan Stahl, not a, well, no, he wasn't the score. She had the assist uh, on the, uh, the shorthanded goal. Everybody always asks Rod, what is it about Jordan yeah. Stahl? And I've known, I've known Rod for so long that I roll my eyes like Brenda Moore rolls his eyes. Um, what are your, your thoughts on, on the captain and what he has meant to this team so far in these playoffs? He is a captain. That's what he is. He has the poise. He has the hockey IQ. And, and his line has been so oh, well together. And I, I roll my eyes when I hear it too, but it's, it's a decent observation, like question to ask because – he, he does so much for this team, but it's hard to pinpoint just, like, the, the particular things that he does because he does do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing for me is the chemistry he has with the line he's on. It was really big, especially during the, the Bruins series. It's great. But. And you look at tonight, if you looked at the score sheet tonight, uh, Zibanejad had the goal. Right. But that was on the power play, mm-hmm. so that's not against his line per se. Um, but his line completely shut Zabanajad, Kreider. Um, if Kreider's shot wasn't on goal, he had no shots in the game. Zabanajad had one. It was the goal, and that was the power play. Vetrano had one uh, shot on goal because that, that for two for two periods that was the line. And then I think they put who they I think they put Philip Heedle mm. uh, on that line in the uh, in the third period. Uh, but they just it just they just lean on you and they wear you yes. down and. To me, uh, he didn't even have a, at least through two periods. I didn't see the faceoff numbers in the third. He didn't have a great night in the right. faceoff circle, and he's been dominant uh, in the faceoff circle. So back to the special teams, because you said earlier, Talia, Talia Goodman, contributing writer for Canes Country, is here on the Canes Corner podcast. Um, you talked about special teams. Mm. You get the shorthand and goal. Power play hasn't been clicking. What kind of carryover you think that has to New York? Like how it all... Just the fact that you finally got one right. and you can just take a breath. No, that's big because I think, was the stat, they were nine for 89 of their last 89? Yes. It was, yeah, so that's not good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's not good. Officially and, and it, not good. It yeah. deteriorates your confidence almost when, when you're seeing those numbers. They'd had, throughout the regular season, it fluctuated a little bit, but their special teams were known for being good, especially the penalty kill. But the power play was decent too until that, that very end stretch there. Um, and so they know they can do it. Right. And I think the fact that they were able to do it tonight is, is going to help reinforce that idea. And uh, and Rod talked about something just clicked for them tonight. And you could tell from the moment it started that there was something different about it tonight than, mm-hmm. than there is. And maybe it's the fact that they were home and they had that home ice advantage and the crowd here cheering them on. Or maybe it's something that, that Rod talked to him about, some words. I don't think I can pinpoint exactly what it is, but it just looked different. You were sitting, where were you sitting, by the way, in uh, section what? Uh, 116. <laughs> oh, good, uh, good section to sit in. It was a good section. Um, what was it like to be, it's like, we're up here, right? <laughs> yes. I'm up all the way up here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's loud up here, but what was it like down there? 
It is a different experience. I was actually surrounded by Rangers fans, which okay. was not. It they was all not live super here, fun. By the way. I I know they live in Cary or Holly upsetting. Springs or Wake Forest. <laughs> They're all here, uh, which is which is cool, and that's that's all right. I don't it's know. Okay. We, we're used to visiting. You should wait till the, if if the Penguins were still around. <laughs> wait till that game. Yeah. Um, so so explain yeah. the atm- give give me a sense of the atmosphere. I was here with my mom, and it was her first uh, Canes game at PNC. We've been to ones in Boston, but it is not as fun. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, they they win a lot of the time there, which is fun for us. But the right. environment is not as fun. It is crazy here. It's so fun to be around people who are as passionate about it as I am because obviously when I'm watching a Canes game in Boston, I do not have that. (laughs) So it's nice to be here. The storm surge is my mom's favorite thing in the world. Like she insisted that I stayed down there to watch it with her today. She (laughs) insisted. Like she filmed the whole thing, was smiling as big as she possibly could. And I love it too. I I told you before we came on, it's the culture for me. And I think that's a big part of what drew me to this team and it's what keeps me um, loving and watching it. uh, The the, the player that draws your attention the most it's got to be Andrei Svechnikov for me he's the player that when I first started watching the Canes um I was watching him initially because it was his rookie year and and paying close attention to him then and I've continued to obviously this playoff sequence has not been his best but right but um he doesn't always have the best playoffs he's he's good in the regular season and then something happens when it comes to the postseason and he's got to figure that out well uh Alexander Ovechkin happened in 19. <laughs> oh, God. I get sent that video. You do not know how many times I get sent that video. Uh, Zdeno Chara happened. Oh, yeah, that was uh, the, the In the bubble. Yeah. That ended his, uh, his playoffs. Mm. Um, you know, last year he stayed healthy, yes. but they got shut down by Tampa. They got taught a lesson by Tampa, right. as Florida got taught a lesson uh, by Tampa. <laughs> but uh, I think you're right. And I, I know, and Rod said it during the postgame, that, and... I think that for about 45 minutes tonight, Andre was here, right. but he wasn't really here. He was making some careless mistakes, yeah. as he does, but he, he made up for it. So He, he did. And, and he tends to do that. But, the, but what they will always tell you is he's always playing hard. Yes. Uh, so most of his mistakes are physical mistakes which are better than the mental mistakes. He mm. didn't give the puck away once yeah. in the defensive zone. He and Kokiniemi on the same shift gave the puck away. Like, yes. was right after the power play. And I actually thought the, uh, the second power play, I actually thought he was good on the second power play and with retrievals. And he made a really good pass to Nino Niederreiter at the top of the crease that uh, Nino deflected, but Shesterkin right. was there. Uh, and then he and Kokiniemi were a mess, <laughs> but they also recovered defensively. So, and he does that. He does that really well. Um, but... And I just, I hope this is the one that gets him going because he's streaky. I think all goal scorers like home run hitters, they're all streaky, yes. but he's streakier than others. <laughs> yes, he definitely so, is. So you went to the uh, game at, in Boston. You went with your grandparents, if I'm not mistaken. I did. I went to game four in Boston with my grandparents. They lost, and I was devastated. Like, I think <laughs> I actually shed tears. And oh, so my okay. dad was like, I'm taking you to Carolina because we had been to Carolina one time before for a playoff game last year against Nashville. Okay. And they had won. And so I was like, I'm good luck, obviously. If obviously, yes. <laughs> And so he brought me back, and that theory was proven then and again tonight. So I, like I will the continue to come back. I like all of that, uh, all of that theory. Uh, all right, so now how does this game travel? They should go on a train. I don't know. How do you take this game 
to New York and not have to come back and play another game until game one against Tampa. You just you bottle up everything you did today, and you yeah, you take it on a train, you bring it with you. The power play is going to be crucial, as is the kill. Like you said, they haven't given away many power play goals, but it, it's their power play is dangerous, and and their goaltending is dangerous. So you gotta you gotta generate shots that will go in the net because generating yeah. shots is not enough, and they do a lot of that, and they have great chances. Um, but you got to play together. It's the chemistry that's big. It'll be hard for them. I think with the expectations of this game, because they haven't won a game on the road yet, that might, like, to me, I don't want to speak for them, but that would be in my head as I'm mm -hmm. playing too. Like, we have to win on the road. We have not won a road game yet. And so maybe that gets in your head a little bit. But, you know, they got to get over that hump and right. and win. <laughs> you certainly don't want to leave it up to a game seven. Exactly. I felt that same way. Now, since you, you're, you're, you're based in Boston, so they go to Boston in game six of mm -hmm. that series. And to me, I thought that this series reminded me exactly yes. of last series. Not just the fact that it, it was sort of how it was discussed. Why can't the Canes win on the road? <laughs> uh, oh, the Canes can't lose at home. Why can't the Canes win? So and then the game four with the penalties. Right. It was very it reminiscent. Was, it's the yes. same thing. Because game four, what people forgot about game four in that series, th this is just the way I looked at it is that until the DeBrusque goal, mm. which the Hurricanes challenged, uh, Rod Brindamore and I see it differently. I actually thought <laughs> that it was a goal. Uh, I thought that there – I just thought it was inconclusive. I just didn't think there was evidence that said, okay, that was off absolutely goalie interference. I wouldn't have challenged it because the Hurricanes were better than Boston in that game. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, it's the parade. It's the aho, get yes. the stick up and – uh, it's four minutes, and then whatever. we all know what happened. I thought Carolina was better than Boston in game four. I'm not saying Carolina was better than New York in game mm -hmm. four, but I don't think it was as egregiously in favor of the Rangers as it's been made out to be. I know what the score says. Yes. But I, didn't think, I don't think they've been that bad on the road. I no. think they've been a little unlucky. Um, and sometimes you just lose. You, you can play yes. well and lose. They played well in game uh, game three. How have you seen? I mean, am I am I crazy or do you? What have you seen? No, you're totally right. It's been closer than the score allows you to think it is. So unless you're watching the game closely, it's hard. It's hard to know that because they are. They're generating so many chances. They're they're hitting crossbars. Yeah, they're they're yeah. doing the things that just are unfortunate. It's not their fault. They're unlucky sometimes, and sometimes it is their fault. Sometimes they're making those careless mistakes. But you're right. The two teams are closer than than the score scoreboard shows it's it's not as simple as this team won it was a four to one score so they played that much better right. like the score sometimes lies to you a little bit it does um look I thought you know the Rangers in game one the Rangers were awesome mm. and they should have been up three three nothing after one yes and they were just up one and sometimes you let the other team hang around look I thought Carolina let uh mm. might have left the door open a little bit uh, tonight. All right, so what happens? Give me a prediction for game six, uh, and uh, and then I'll let you go. I am not confident that they can win game six, and I don't want to say that because I obviously I would like for them to win, but right. I'm not confident that they are ready to get over that hump just yet. I, I do think it'll, it'll go to seven, and I think back here there's something special about this place, and I think they'll take it in seven, but if they want to win in six, they – they will have to get their stuff together because yeah. it is different on the road for them. And, and 
you're right where it's closer than we think, but it's not close enough to get them over that right. hump. And uh, maybe their special teams will be phenomenal and I'll be proven wrong and, and it'll all be happy and they'll win in six, but that's not how I see it going. Um, I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. I hope you're wrong. I, I do. don't. I don't want the anxiety of a game uh, of a game seven. <laughs> I can't handle it. There was a lot of anxiety for game seven. My dog can't handle it. I'm oh. screaming in the living room no, to my yeah. TV. I, my mom screams more than me, but my dog she heads upstairs as soon as she sees the canes are on. She's like, "Not again." <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, well, it uh, it happens. All right. Final <laughs> thing. Um, if you were writing tomorrow, mm. what is what are you not a gamer? Not a game story. What are you writing tomorrow? Maybe like a like a how to break the pattern. How can they do it? Mm-hmm. What what will it take for for this series to you know maybe it can go the same way as the Bruins one did and and the Canes will be happy. But you don't if they end up winning and they have to play Tampa. I don't know that they will have the luxury of playing the same way they are and and well they have that. the home ice advantage against them. they do which yeah. i'm very happy about i i would rather them take on tampa than florida mm-hmm. i mean even after seeing what tampa did to florida I don't want to but i think tampa. you can't <laughs> you can't play the same way against tampa because tampa has the luxury of of winning back to back and they have that that swagger that confidence that i don't think the canes have just yet i think they're oh, yeah. a little humble and so maybe i would write a how how to to beat the pattern how to i don't know how just how to change your mentality how they can do it more of a how to <laughs> i like a how to uh winning on the road for dummies i think we could uh, yes. we could do something that like that that would be helpful uh, they could, they would read that front on, to back on twitter goodman sport it's unique <laughs> soon to be freshman at indiana yes good for you thank you very much for doing this thanks for having me i hope you and your mom have a safe trip back to boston thank you so much She's got a future. All right, now let's check in downstairs before we get out of here. We'll make this quick. Uh, Vincent Trocek, to me, first star of the game. There He was dynamite. And let's chat with the guy who scored the first goal, the shorthanded goal, and was simply good start to finish. I thought you guys got off to a really good start anyway. Then the penalties, and now you're on the kill. But that was a great kill. They didn't really, Rangers didn't get the puck into the zone, and then you punctuate it with the shorthanded goal. Walk me through that whole sequence, the kill, and then the goal. Um, yeah, the kill was going well. I feel like uh, we rotated through four different um, pairings on that first kill, and it was just pressure. They weren't really able to get much. And uh, then on the goal, it was nice force turnover by Jordo, and uh, I had some space to skate. Made a made a play over to Jordo before the blue one or at the blue one, and he made a great saucer pass over to me, and it was just a matter of putting it in the empty net. Was that the best defensive game you guys have played in the playoffs? Potentially, um, <laughs> not sure. I'd have to <laughs> have to look look back. Kind of, they all blur together at this point. But uh, I thought we played really well defensively. I'd like to keep them out uh, out of our net on the power, on their power play and our penalty kill. That's that's one of our backbones on this team. So we got to work at that and look at that tonight and get back at it. I mean, you guys, for the most part, have been really good. The Rangers were only 2 for 11 on the power play. It's, I guess the narrative makes it seem like they're scoring every power play uh, goal. Do you have any theory? I, mean, I think you guys have been good on the road. I don't think it, the difference has been that much. How do you flip that narrative to go get a road win? Yeah, I think it, the narrative's there. It's obviously we haven't won on the road, so um gives media something to talk about, but... <laughs> 
it's just a matter of us playing our game. It's there's no difference between playing here and playing there. Obviously, we get the crowd here, and, and they're phenomenal. They help get us, they help get us up for the game and, and be ready as soon as the puck drops. But uh, it's just a matter of bringing that same mentality on the road. How's Seth's grill? It's all right. He actually uh, luckily didn't lose any teeth, so um, he's a warrior. He battles hard every night. <laughs> they would have been baby teeth anyway. <laughs> he's been great phenomenal. in the series. I mean, can you believe he's only twenty? No, he plays hard, never scared. Um, I've loved his game late in the season. Uh, he's really grown from the time he came to camp this year to now. All right, does a does a Svechnikov goal lift everybody up just a little bit? Um, yeah, of course. He, I mean, everybody loves Svechnikov. He's a happy kid and obviously a phenomenal hockey player. So seeing him score uh, and be excited, it, it gets everybody going. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Good game. All right, the guy who had the goal that I believe will make everybody just that much happier. I think there are players who, when they score, everybody gets a lift. I think Andre Svechnikov is that guy. We'll start with the goal. Um, uh, Walk me through the play, and then your thought as you're going in on Igor. Yeah, well, uh, I saw the... I saw the kind of nature going to win that battle and uh, he deeper in that pack and uh, kind of uh, he was balancing a little bit after Fox uh, stick and uh, just pick it up that pack and uh, whatever I pick it up that pack it was on my mind right away I probably gotta go five hole because I've been uh, to be honest I've been practicing uh, Last uh, last week, to be honest, all last week, every day, uh, and La- Laffy, I've, I've been practicing on him, and uh, you know he gave me a little bit confident on that, and uh, I was always thinking I'm gonna go five hole, and uh, it was perfect, to be honest. All right, now the power play, which had been had struggling, obviously 0 for nine coming in, but both power plays tonight were really good. Didn't score in the second one, yep. but great retrievals. <laughs> what what changed, if anything, or just maybe just. I don't know. Just, just kind of, uh, kind of uh, I don't know. We just uh, wasn't pressure, you know. Sometimes we're a little pressure and uh, give to them the packs. And uh, today we were just keeping keeping them. And uh, you know, it was great, great moving. And uh, you know, obviously we're watching uh, how they're playing. And uh, we uh, made a couple of adjustments. And uh, I think it was uh, it was good. You know, that's that's why we score. <laughs> the two games in New York. I think could have gone either way. Your thoughts on going up there for game six and how you take this game there? Yeah, like I said, I don't think uh, we lost on the road like five games. I just uh, just uh, gonna go there and play our game and uh, you know just play like a, like a third period and uh, we're gonna win that game. Uh, was this the best defensive game you think you guys have played? So yeah, far? actually, really good. We played really good. Uh, our defensive building been uh, elite all, all year, you know, and uh, they keep doing that. But today, they was incredible, to be honest. And uh, you know, thank thank you to them for sure. Has uh, has Seth's mouth? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good, but uh, you know, he's uh, he's the man, and uh, he's uh, gonna survive for sure. He's been pretty good, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's tough. He's tough. And your goaltender, Auntie, I mean, he only yeah. had to stop fifteen shots. To yeah, the, yeah. Well, I'm, 15, but. I mean, you very like wherever you go there, every game you're very confident with him. You know, he makes ma- making those saves. Saves, it's unbelievable. To be honest, uh, you don't even nervous, you know, because you know, kind of right, you're gonna save those ones. But uh, obviously, we gotta play a little bit, be careful, and help him as well. Go get a few in New York. Thank you. Yeah, we will. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Svech back on the score sheet. Had not scored a goal since Game Six of the Boston series. He had two goals in that game. He has four goals for the playoffs. One of those was an empty net goal. Hurricanes have five different players now with four goals 
in the playoffs other than Svechnikov. Uh, Trocek has four. Teravinen has four. Aho has four. Niederreiter has four. They've been good. There's still a level for Carolina to get to offensively, uh, and they're going to have to do that. All right, one, uh, one quick thing. The narrative. Let's just address this very quickly before we say goodbye. The narrative that the Hurricanes can't win on the road. As I said earlier, they can win on the road. They can also lose at home. Both of those things are possible. They haven't, but I don't care who disagrees with me. I don't believe that they were that badly outplayed. I've always said the Rangers were the better team in game four, but I don't believe it was by that much. Essentially, it's the tennis match where the better player wins the big points. That's where the Rangers were better. They were better on the power play. They were better in those moments. But Carolina generated a lot of chances. Pesci could have scored, should have scored. Teravinen could have scored, should have scored. Natchez could have scored, should have scored. I mean, the Rangers didn't have that many more great chances than the Carolina Hurricanes. They just put four of them behind Ante Ranta. That was the difference. And maybe, just maybe, the Rangers goalie stole the game. Not stole the game, but he was the difference. That's fair. But Carolina was better than you think. The power play woes in that game sucked the life out of everybody. But in this game, Carolina was better. Carolina was really good defensively. And that is the kind of game that can travel. Play a simple road game up at Madison Square Garden on Saturday. And the Hurricanes, I think, will be okay. And with that said, it's time to go. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. If it's for the exterior of your home, make your home more beautiful, more energy efficient. Boom, there you go. Follow the Cane's Quarter Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating and a review. And we're here after every Hurricanes game, which means Saturday night, game six in New York. They still haven't flashed the time on that. But game six will be in New York. My guess is that it will be eight, but we'll wait for official word from the Hurricanes. We'll see you Saturday night. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.